Did you know you can get all of our podcasts on our free podcast app? Head over to rawattractionpodcast.com to download the app now. For the world's most ecstatic love and sex podcasts, bonus videos, and exclusive articles, head to rawattractionpodcast.com to get the free app now. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. Today we've got on Vanessa Petronelli, someone who I've known for a while now and really love all that she's doing in the world with regards to helping people with their dating lives. So great to have you on, Vanessa. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me on. Looking forward to uh, to having this chat with you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So for those who don't know about you, could you give us a little introduction to the world of Vanessa Petronelli. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I would love to share that with you and with everybody listening. Um, so I've had my business for six years and I help to transform people's lives from the inside out. I do deep transformational coaching and mentorship work. And I work with individuals and I also work with couples in the work that I do. And, you know, for me, how I started to really get into relational work. And I don't just coach around romantic relationships. I coach on our relationship to everything in life because I believe how we do one thing is how we do everything. And for me, it was part of my journey. It's very close to my own heart, my own relationship um, to the masculine, to dating, to relationships has really been tantamount in terms of how I feel about myself and my relationship with myself. So I've done a lot of inner work, um, deep transformational work on myself over the years to kind of understand how I can relate better to myself and also to the world around me and where I was noticing I was um, triggered the most or charged for me was around my relationships with men, particularly romantic relationships. And that's always been something that's very much fascinated me. Um, for many years. So I think that was kind of what sparked this, um, I guess, this desire to help couples and to um, write this book around dating, while at the same time helping people to understand that their dating life is merely an extension of their relationship to themselves. So it, it, it's kind of all a part of the same um, fabric, if you will. But that was what really started um, me getting into this this path or this journey into doing relational work. So relationship to self and then relationship to others and every other area of our life. That's great. That's awesome, Vanessa. And very similar to what we're doing with the magazine and the podcast. And I certainly feel that the mirror of that partner that we have, especially as we go deeper into relationship, offers so much value. So tell us a little bit about your book, How to Do You When You Are Dating. What is that all about? Hmm, yeah, I I felt that one of the, the biggest lessons that I learned when I was in the dating world and, and meeting different individuals um, is that I would kind of get lost in this process. Not kind of, I would get lost. I would lose myself in the process because... I wanted so much to feel loved or to be in a relationship or to have the experiences of what relationship is supposed to mean or represent. And every single time I had a relationship that didn't end up working out, and obviously for the best, um, I would be left kind of asking myself, like, what happened there? And the common denominator in every relationship not working out was me. 
It was the choices that I was making. It was how I was going into the process. And I really found that um, what I learned from that whole process over the probably like 15 years of dating was that I was not clear about really what I was desiring for myself in relationship. And even if I was thinking I was clear, I was going in and kind of giving everything up, kind of like letting everything sort of go. I mean, I, you know, my hips would lead or my heart would lead and, or my head would, you know, try to negotiate with me. And I started to make disempowered decisions and choices with the men I was, you know, dating. And I mean, God bless all of them. They've been wonderful teachers for me, but I've had some pretty painful experiences dating. And the one thing that I really, I, I feel I was very much granted the the opportunity to learn more about myself was through the dating process. And I feel like if there's one message I can give to people, it's to stay connected to yourself. I mean, your, your date is your reflection. It's that mirror, as you're saying, um, of you. And you can gauge a lot by what's happening in your interaction with that person sitting across from you, that, that person who's holding your hand or that you're, you're making love to. Um, that person is, is you in another form. And all the things that you like or don't like about them are really aspects of you. And, and they're teaching you something about yourself. So when I started to look at it from that process, um, every time I come out of the dating experience or a relationship would end, I started to kind of get it. I got it that, hey, this is about me and this is about me doing some of this work on myself because I was expecting those people or the men that I was dating to fulfill certain needs and, and voids and expectations that I was placing on them, but I wasn't giving those things to myself first. So that's why I wanted to write this book, and it was inspired um, last year when I was actually in a session with, um, with a client, because I was writing another book. Um, it was pretty much in its first draft, but it, was, it wasn't feeling alive for me. It wasn't feeling true. And, you know, I was in this session with this client, and, you know, we hadn't explored dating yet for her, and she basically just said, hey, this is the last thing I want to talk to you about in our session today. And I don't know if you're going to help me with this, but I'm hoping that you can. I don't know what to do. I want to get back into dating and I don't know how to do it. And I immediately, like, I felt alive inside. I felt lit up by the fact that she was asking me this because we hadn't explored it together. And I felt excited and turned on by this idea of, like, helping her to get into the dating world now that she was more connected and aligned with herself than she was when we first met, you know, a year ago when we started our work and literally in that, that conversation, I started to get the downloads for the chapters of my book. And it just became very clear to me that I had to leave that other book that I was working on and focus on this. Cause this is going to be a really important book for me. And it was so close to home and to my heart and something that I know that I could, you know, speak very um, honestly and, and, and speak my truth about. So that's how the book kind of came to be, and, and that's why I wanted to do it. And it's for men or both men and women? It's going to be for both. I, I really feel like maybe, you know, it, more women might be attracted to it. I don't know. I, I, haven't really, I haven't really put as much thought into that yet, but I do feel like my whole intention going into the process is that I want this book to be a universal book for both men and women. Anybody can, can read it, and it's going to help 
you know, whoever picks it up. It doesn't have to be geared to a certain, you know, demographic or, or gender, if you will. So what are the fundamentals of doing yourself while you date? Well, I, I find one of the, um, and I think like I, they're going to spend some time with this chapter too. I think one of the, the biggest things that people make the mistake of doing going into the dating process is not knowing what their non-negotiables are or what their needs are. They're very basic fundamentals that they require in relationship to themselves first and then in relationship to somebody else. We often go or people can often go into the process wanting that person that they're connecting with to give them certain things, as I was mentioning before, that they have not been given to themselves. And a lot of the times we can even know what our needs are, or what our desires are, or, or those non-negotiables are. But as soon as we enter into relationship, we forget about giving them to ourselves because we expect our partner to just continue to give that to us. So one of the most important fundamental things I talk about is like, what do you need? It's asking yourself, like, what do I need? Like the very, very bare, basic skeleton to a relationship with myself. I need compassion. I need to be compassionate with myself. I need to be to feel like I have compassion in my relationship. I need generosity, you know, being generous with myself and being with somebody who's generous. And so when you kind of have this like basic skeleton of non-negotiables of needs, when you go into a relationship, especially very early on in the dating process, you can kind of see if somebody is is matching that or it's feeling like they're compatible with those non-negotiables. And oftentimes people, you know, they'll, they'll think somebody's really attractive or they'll have some really great qualities or other things, you know, they're on paper list, so he's got a good job or she's, you know, got you know, nice colored hair and eyes or you know, he's really attractive and, you know, makes a certain amount of money. But the needs, the basic needs in the relationship, emotional needs, mental needs, physical needs, spiritual needs, energetic needs just aren't there. And as simple as that might sound, I see it time and time again. I, I experienced it time and time and again with myself of those basic things just not being met in relationship um, and in the dating process and people still continuing to date that person, you know, thinking that it's going to be given to them later on down the road or they're waiting for it or expecting it. And it just completely leads to suffering. So I think like one of those, um, well, this particular chapter is, is one of my favorites because non-negotiables and, and understanding what those are, um, are really important when you're going into the dating process. Mm, completely understand where, where you're coming from with that. But yeah, with this awareness of what you need and, and want from a relationship must surely, as you probably will go on to say, go hand in hand with what you're going to bring to the relationship. Yes. So yes. If I, if I want a new relationship and I want, compassion then i should bring compassion to myself if i want exactly if i want a lot of love then i should be loving myself and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this this mirror has to stop like as soon as you know what you want where you might have your list of like i want for me it'd be like i want growth i want intimacy um sharing traveling experience these kinds of things then I need to know that I've, I can do that on my own before I go and step into a relationship, right? 
Absolutely. And, and that's the whole point. It's those needs can't be just met from your partner. They have to be met within yourself first. But often what happens is people might be giving those things to themselves before they enter into the dating world or, or not. Some people don't because they don't even know that they have needs that are not being met. And then all of a sudden they kind of turn that off of what they've been giving to themselves. And now they expect the partner to fulfill those needs consistently as opposed to, you know, continuously nourishing yourself with those needs and checking in with yourself and making sure that you're feeling fed, that you're feeling, you know, full of that vitality, that life force, those needs, all those basics are being fed by your own self first. Then, you know, your partner is going to mirror that back to you. But oftentimes I find that that kind of doesn't happen when people are dating or they get into a relationship because they've been doing it for themselves for so long and now they're, they're so excited to be in a relationship and somebody is giving them love and showing them affection and, you know, feeling compassionate and kind and they get to do all these things with them. And they're kind of like, oh, I'm feeling nourished in the relationship, so I don't have to do it anymore with myself because I'm getting it from him or her. Yeah. Why, and that's a problem. <laughs> why do you think we don't make a list of our needs? It's like you would probably make a list of if you're going to build the house, all the stuff you need, the foundations, the type of windows you want, the kitchen, etc. You'd list everything that you need. Uh, why do you think we just don't do it when we go before we go out on a even looking for someone or inviting someone or accepting a date, what's, what's mm. stopping us? That's a good question. I'm, I believe that when it comes to dating, we have these fantasies. You know, we've been conditioned from the time we were children about fairy tale romance, that we're going to meet this person and they're going to give us everything that we've been seeking. Or this is very desiring. much specifically for women, right? I think, yeah, let me yes, uh, answer that, that, answer that, um, for women, actually, and I can probably I'll give some input on the men afterwards. Yeah, if that's you are great. That's great. The women. I mean, from a female perspective, because that's all I can really speak from is from my own experience yeah. and just you know having my girlfriends and witnessing women going into the, the dating world. There's, you know, and I've seen some men go into this a little bit too when I've coached them. Um, it's just this idea of this partner or this relationship um, fulfilling these fantasies or these needs or, um, you know, just filling us completely up with, with all of our desires. And when we go into the process, I think we kind of have an idea of what we want, but I don't feel like we're clear. And I think that comes from lack of self-awareness for a lot of people. I don't really believe that people know themselves, um, that they're connected to themselves, that they really know themselves from the inside out. I think that people have this belief that whatever's going on outside of them, that's what's going to make them feel fulfilled and connected and alive and nourished. And we have too much expectation on the outside world or our environment around us, including our relationships, whether it be friendships, you know, dating, um, family, you know, our job, all of that to give us those things that we need to be giving to ourselves and lack of clarity and simply taking action you know, by choosing certain individuals without having our needs listed or, or understanding what those needs are produces outcomes where we're kind of getting results that are, are further and further away from what we're really, you know, wanting for ourselves. So I think 
the equation is, you know, lack of self-awareness for one is not really knowing who you are or at least knowing who you are below the surface. I'm not just talking like a surface needs list. I need somebody to who makes, you know, $250,000 a year. I'm talking about deep fundamental non-negotiables. If you if you are somebody who's very religious and you meet an atheist, you know, you might have amazing chemistry. There might be a lot of other things that you're compatible about. But when it comes to your religions and your beliefs around, you know, spirit or God or the universe, you have very differing opinions. And so if you go in not fulfilling that need, I need to be with somebody who shares the same religious beliefs as myself or spiritual beliefs as myself. Um, you're going to be setting yourself up for constant. Um, I don't believe in failure, but for lack of better word for relationships, that just aren't going to work. Mm. So I think we, we, we just go in lack of self-awareness. I think people are just hungry for relationships um, based on their timelines. I know for women, you know, when they start to reach their like mid to late 20s, early 30s, there's this like conditioning that we have that we have to meet somebody or we're going to become a spinster or we're not going to be able to have children or there's a, almost like this feeling of an urgency to meet someone and settle down, especially if we're seeing a lot of people around us settling down and marriages or long-term partnerships or they're having babies you know and there's you know for women there's this also this bit of pressure that comes to them when they're in their mid to late 20s early 30s mid 30s to find somebody and I think when we're in that state a fear state we start to make choices for ourselves that probably aren't most aligned or most true for us and then our needs go out the window too with that so if we're if we're really desperate we're feeling lonely, we're feeling alone, we're lacking self-awareness, we're taking action without actually getting clarity, that's why we're not getting our needs met all the time. That's why we're not having successful dating practices as often as we probably would like to. Mm. Make sense? Yeah, and I think speaking from the guy's perspective that we often approach dating and relationships from the pelvis and I've heard uh, people speak about the Taoist philosophy of, um, you know, that a woman will start from the heart to connect with a guy, and a man will start from the pelvis to connect with her. And having this awareness is, is really critical because, you know, we, men do want this intimacy too, but we're often starting energetically from a different place. And so having this this self-awareness is, is really crucial. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and I was thinking that the same thing as you were explaining that. It, it really does come down to self-awareness. The fuller you are, the more you know yourself, the, the wholer you feel, regardless if you're a man or a woman, you're going to walk into the world and magnetize that back to you. You're going to be clearer and more precise and more aligned and impeccable with yourself versus when you're merely operating from your mind or just from the body or you're just lacking self-awareness in general, um, you're not as clear and you're more open to magnetizing experiences and people that are, are not as clear, not as available. The more that we open up and know ourselves on a mind, body and soul level, um, I feel the more nourishing our relationships become, more fulfilling our lives become, 
we're able to give and receive love and sexual pleasure in, in much more heightened and, and, and blissful ways. I mean, but life just opens up to you. It's like, I, I think the core to all of this is understanding that life is consistently mirroring and reflecting back to you, you in your various experiences and forms. And I feel like when you do know you and the more that you get to know who you are, the more you're going to be able to move through life, having those dating experiences, having those relationships that are going to reflect all of you versus just some parts of you that you, you kind of know or you think you've discovered. Do you talk about physical self-love in the book in relation to dating? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the chapters that I have in there. I haven't worked on that chapter just yet, but it is important and... um you know, I've noticed in coaching people um, over the last six years that if there's there's sex sex is not being met in partnership, then I I will always ask my clientele, what is your physical relationship like with yourself? What is your physical intimacy like with yourself? Are you taking care of your own physical needs first? Are you have you put that on the shelf now that you're in a relationship? Again, expecting your partner to you know, fulfill those needs for you first, or are you still engaging and exploring your own personal sexuality? Another thing I find too for physical intimacy and dating, um, I, I there's a there's a few things around those chapters actually around physical intimacy. Now that I'm thinking about it, and the, just coming back to your point. Um, communication seems to break down sometimes for partners too in the bedroom. And I noticed that um, our physical needs are not always met because we have a hard time actually understanding our own physical body and what we need. And we also have this like feeling like we're going to hurt somebody's feelings if we tell them what we like or we don't like or, we, you know, how we need to be touched if we want more or less. And so there's this really like this, this, this block that tends to happen for a lot of the clients that I've worked with in the bedroom specifically because a, they're breaking down in terms of communication and B a lot of their own physical needs have been put on the shelf since they've come into partnership. Do you talk about when someone should be sexual with a new partner? I guess it's when you know and are self-aware enough of what you want, then you will know uh, when you're aligned with someone who wants a similar or the same things, that will give you the reason to start being sexual. Right, right. I I agree on that. And I, that's the one thing I, I feel if we're very clear with ourselves, hey, you know what, I'm really desiring to date and have casual relationships and I'm, I'm really looking for physical intimacy right now and owning that and being empowered by that and, and like loving your sexuality and knowing that that is what you are craving and desiring on a mind, body, soul level, head, hip and heart, you know, um, then you got to go for it. You, you, you've got to step into that and receive that. But if you're going into the process kind of wanting that, not really admitting it to yourself and then, you know, you're, you're lying to yourself that that's not really what you want. You're trying to make a relationship you know, with somebody work, but that's not really what you're wanting because you're just simply wanting physical intimacy. That's where lines get blurred for people. The clearer you are in knowing what it is that you want, what you're desiring in the process, the clearer the results are going to be for you. 
and that the less pain yeah absolutely the less 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 pain. pain for the other person as well because if mm-hmm. if you're clear before you start getting physical with someone that you know what's happening here why are you having sex what what what's the intention mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. then there's less confusion if people are aware and have clear communications before they start sexual interactions then you know it's a lot one it's a lot more consensual yes mm-hmm. which is important and do you can just continue that communication you know things might change a month down the line if things are happening and you know but to start off with that communication is incredibly important don't you think a 100% i think in even my my own experiences in the past that communication wasn't there and i feel like one of the 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 questions a lot of people come to me for in the beginning stages of dating it's like they'll have these burning questions on their mind that they want to ask the person that they're dating whether it be exclusive or not and they're afraid to ask they're afraid to speak up they're afraid to own what feels true for them hey are you in this simply for sex do you want more how do you feel you know this is how i'm feeling you know, human beings are afraid of each other sometimes. And when you choose to date, you've got to be able to to break past that fear and really open up, not just your heart, not just your body, but also the way you communicate and you express yourself and getting clear in how you're feeling and, and tracking what's happening in your experience in the dating process. I feel like if people were much more transparent and honest and upfront in the dating process, it would be far less painful and far less confusing because that was one of the things that I really, I, I personally um, feel like a lot of the relationships that I've walked away from, I haven't, haven't had sheer honesty. And maybe that was reflecting back my lack of honesty within myself at times as well. You know, not speaking my truth, not speaking up when I needed to, not asking for what I wanted or making requests or you know, asking permission for certain things in the relationship. And as a result, I reflected those experiences back. But I I 100% agree. I mean, you have to know your own self enough to know what it is that you really want. And when it comes to getting physical, I very much believe, like, when you're clear about what it is that you're desiring, you're very much in the flow. You're feeling your basic needs, your non-negotiables being met. You're feeling impeccably aligned with, you know, being with this person for whatever time being it is, like you're saying 24 hours or two months or two years or 20 years. I mean, you you are so lined up with yourself and the experience that you're having that it's going to flow. You're going to know when it's the time to be um, physically intimate. Now, on the flip side to that, I sometimes feel like we give our bodies very quickly over and, and it's not be, it's because we're not clear. And what I mean by that, it's like your your body, your sexuality, for me, my opinion, maybe other people would disagree. To me, it's sacred. My body is very sacred for me. I'm not a prude. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like when I choose to fully surrender um, with another individual in a sexual experience, it's because I feel safe. I, I trust them. I feel like my, my basic needs are met in that relationship. Again, I feel aligned with it. Um, but I do know in some of the experiences I've had in the past, that has not always been true. And 
speaking from some women, I think sometimes women tend to hand their bodies over um, for a variety of reasons, maybe to, to, to get the guy, to see what he's like, you know, in bed, to satisfy sexual needs, you know, just going based off of the hips. Um, and then, again, negotiating what they're wanting mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically. Um, my, basic, my basic idea around all of this is I would not want to sleep with anybody I wouldn't want to be. That's just my opinion. If, and, and, and that's the thing. That's why my body is sacred, because I feel like we are exchanging so much and in that experience and physical intimacy that um, if I don't know the person and I don't feel like they're aligned for me or, or something's not feeling right or true, um, I've really learned over the years, like, I'm, I'm not willing to engage sexually. Like, I, I, I'm okay with slowing it down. And that's the thing. I think in the dating process, it's okay to slow down. It doesn't need to be – you don't need to speed things up. You don't need to – to put a label on it right away. You don't need to, um, you know, hop into bed with somebody right away. It's, it's okay to allow this, this experience to organically unfold. And I mean, the truth can be said too, like if you happen to become physically intimate um, initially, a relationship can still unfold organically. But again, you have to be clear and you have to be aligned with what it is that you're desiring and honest about it. Very, very honest. That's a big subject, though, Steve. <laughs> I've kind of trailed off on that one a little bit. <laughs> no, I don't think you trailed off, but yeah, it's. But yeah, that when you were talking about the body can take over, it certainly can, mm-hmm. and to have these conversations before you are being physically intimate with someone is, it's not an easy thing when your body's. Mm-hmm. Like taking you over or you just want to go in the moment so I mean I don't I don't think we're saying have that conversation every time but it has to happen at least soon after of like what's happening here yes um, like before you have sex again I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like take it step by step and you can never know what's fully happening after the first time you had sex with someone Unless you, unless you know you're not looking for something permanent, yeah, it's all step by step, slowly, like you said. Mm-hmm. It, and it is like being in that flow with that person too. Sometimes, you know, there is communication, obviously, that's happening non-verbally too, and so there's kind of like just this agreement that you can feel energetically if something is purely about, you know lust and and it's carnal and it's you know our hips leading the whole process i think sometimes that can be very clear um, between two people and then other times i feel like it gets it can get messy and unclear when two people come together and on the first couple dates i mean in the conversations that i've typically had with men in the past when i've gone on dates it's generally because people are looking to date they're not really looking for casual sex and my experiences that I've had. So there's been almost a natural assumption coming into the process that you're looking for a relationship. And when the behaviors um, or the tendencies that start to unfold between both people are not really matching what that person's initial um, desire or want for being there is, it's kind of, it's, it's not matching. 
it doesn't work. And that's where I think there's a lot of confusion. So if a, if a guy or a girl comes into the process and says, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. And then these two are hanging out and they're having a good time. And then all of a sudden he like stops calling or they've had sex and now he's not calling or she's not calling anymore. She's not interested. All of those things. It's like, that's where I find that, um, the process can be muddy. It's not always clear. And that's where it's important to actually have that communication, that, that honesty. And, and the thing, the truth is our bodies don't lie. And people are by far know intuitively and in their gut what's happening. And that's one of the biggest chapters that I'm, I'm writing about. It's like your body isn't lying to you and neither is your intuition. And I think you have to trust yourself more than you trust your date, especially in the beginning processes of dating and getting out there. If something doesn't feel right about this person or you feel like what they're saying is not matching their behaviors or, or what you're feeling, um, or if your, your, your intuition is saying, you know, give this person a chance and like your mind saying, yeah, but they don't match the criteria that I've had in mind. You've got to trust that. Mm. And that's a big thing I feel that people lose connection to is themselves and their intuition and what their body's feeling. Um, you know, we, I think sometimes in this dating process, well, I know we get really, really stuck in our heads about what we're wanting or what we're, what we're thinking about, or, or we just, we just get caught up there. We forget what's happening neck down. Are there any other general tips you want to give people before we finish up? I think one of the most important things for people to remember is that if you're going into the dating process and specifically for people who are really looking to settle down is to get rid of the concept of the one or this idea of, of like a soulmate. I have this one person that I will be with forever. This comes up a lot for people um, when I've coached them and even for myself. It's like we go into the dating process and it depends, of course, like what I, I'm talking about more or less looking for a relationship in dating versus just something very casual um, with the book that I'm writing. And so if you're going into the process um, with this feeling of, oh my gosh, is this person the one? Is this, the, is this my soulmate? Is this my twin flame? Is this the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and have this amazing dance with? I, I think it's like getting rid of that whole concept and knowing that every person that comes in front of you is the one for that moment. Is that one for that person in time? that every single person that you're meeting, that you're having an experience with, is there to help you to evolve and to grow and to transform and to be your fullest version of yourself. Mm. And it, it's understanding that the purpose and the power of a romantic relationship is truly for that. It's a gift for you. No matter if you're on one date, you know, or you're with somebody for a, a long time, that person's there for you for a reason. And they're here helping you to evolve and grow to your fullest and to transform. I, I think one of the things I read at one point is the fastest way to enlightenment is getting into a romantic relationship. I can kind of understand that because, again, it's, it's really like the biggest button pushers. It's, a, it's such a strong mirror and reflection back to us of our own selves. So I think that would be like my last point. It's understanding like, the one is is the person you're with in that moment that has shown up in this in the, in the now, and to let go of looking for the one or for the soulmate or the twin flame or this divine counterpart. If you have that as a clear intention, at some point that will come in. You know, you will receive that. But every every person is part of this journey for you, and they're there to help you to grow and know more of who you are. 
Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so where can people find out more about your stuff and your upcoming book? So the book, I'm, I'm flowing. I, um, to say that I'm going to have a final date at this point, I'm, I'm reaching for the end of this year um, to have it published and ready to go. Um, but again, you know, life has a way of, of having us move in directions that we don't always plan. So I don't want to give an exact date at this point, but just know that I, I am in the process of creating it and hoping that by the end of 2015 it will be, will be ready. Um, if you do want to get in touch with me and connect with me, there's a variety of ways in which you can do so. If you go to my website, Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A, followed by Petronelli, P-E-T-R-O-N-E-L-L-I.com, you can come to my website, see a little bit more about what I do, my services, my offerings, my writing, videos, all of that, programs, courses. Um, and then you can connect with me through Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter from there. And join my mailing list, and you'll get my free ebook and um I'll be in touch with you monthly on my e-letter. Great. It was mm. beautiful speaking to you today. Thank you, Steve. I think we're going to probably do a podcast with your partner and about long-distance relationships at some point in the next couple of months. So I look forward Love to that it. one. Me too. Me too. Thank you for having me on. And um, I hope some of the things I've shared today uh, will resonate with the listeners and, and be helpful for them. And if they have any questions, they can always reach out to me specifically and I'd be happy to, to help them out. Thanks so much, Vanessa. You're welcome. Thank you, Steve. Did you know you can get all of our podcasts on our free podcast app? Head over to rawattractionpodcast.com to download the app now. For the world's most ecstatic love and sex podcasts, bonus videos, and exclusive articles, head to rawattractionpodcast.com to get the free app now.